Live from the StreamYard Studios, it's Between the Lines with Rob Reynolds. Brought to you by Compass Health Consultants. We have a plan for you. Give us a call today. And now, Between the Lines. Well, I knew growing up that there were certain things that I liked to do, and you had to have something to do on a Saturday, so you know what? A lot of times for me, it was hunting rabbits. I just love to hunt rabbits, and some of the reasons why I like to hunt them is because my dad was always the one in the bushes. <laughs> I was up safely upstream, um, kind of like Jim on uh, Mutual Omaha. I'd be up on the railroad tracks while he was down there getting all scratched up, beat up, cut up, sliced up by the briar patches, and he'd find those little rabbits and run them out to me. Well, I had a great rabbit dog named Lucy, and she'd chase those dudes right in front of me, and as usual, I'd empty my gun, and I know a lot of times she wanted to carry a pistol on her hip so she could shoot me. <laughs> but I had a great time rabbit hunting. And the thing is, so many things, of course, as you would just figure it out, happened. Like I was hunting with a guy one time, and we were out at the strip pits. And on both sides of the strip pits, well, we thought, well, you know what? We'll just surround this body of water. And that way, on the edge, when we flush these rabbits out, why, they'll have to uh, run towards the other side. So... Sure enough, we were going along the side, and here came one. He ran right out there. We shot him dead about 15 feet from the shore. Well, then again, <laughs> I ain't going to get him. We thought, well, we'll send our trusty hunting dog out there. So Luce went out there, smelled of the rabbit, flipped around, gave us the bird, and said, that's it. I'm not carrying that rabbit back to you. That's what you get, dummy, for shooting in the middle of the ice. So we kind of had to redo our uh, plan there, get that better. A lot of times, uh, I'll never forget this, I killed one on one side, and I wanted to throw it to my buddy on the other side. So I thought, well, you know what? Dude, that's not but probably 20 feet, 25 feet. I'll just, I'll just throw it over there. So I threw it, and I had luck would have it. went straight up in the air and straight down, right in the middle. And guess, so guess what happened? Nothing. It's still out there today at the bottom of the strip <laughs> because some knucklehead thought he would throw it across the ice. <laughs> now, another thing is sometimes you'd be off on your own. You'd be on one end of the hunting area and your dad would be on the other. Well, I'll never forget this one time we heard this all kind of commotion and my dad said, hey, hey, come over here. I found a dead deer. Well, about the time he said dead deer, we saw this deer that was kind of like that thing that was up on, uh, you know, that insurance company. It has all them horns and antlers and all that. Well, that thing got up behind him and ran off. It was the most life-filled, lively dead deer I've ever seen in my life. We never let him forget that. So here's a warning. Whatever you think you run upon a dead deer, do something with it. Put a thing by its eye or, you know, get down real close and see if you hear air coming out of it because they could be faking. And the next thing you know, you got a dead deer antler right up your rear end. That ain't good. But, of course, we had other things that happened. One time, 
my dad said, hey, uh, can you can you help me get this rabbit situated here in the back of my pouch? I mean, I got I've killed four or five of them. They're all in there and they're heavy and they keep shifting around and I can't it gets me off balance. So I went in there and I pulled that pouch open. I looked and it looked like a Russell Stover rabbit sitting in there. <laughs> it was sitting up <laughs> perfectly. <laughs> he hadn't killed. That rabbit, he just maimed him, and he went in there with those other dead rabbits and said, No, I'm sitting up, I'm getting out of here first chance. <laughs> so I'll be darned if that rabbit didn't jump out of there and ran off. <laughs> oh my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Well, now that's only the hunting part. We also did a lot of fishing, and one of the places that we went every May around my birthday was Real Foot Lake. Now, there's a lot of you that have been to Real Foot Lake, but those of you that haven't, that lake is uh, just, you look out on it, you think, oh, that's pretty. That thing's just full of fish. Well, it is. And it's also full of stumps. And if no one ever tells you, and you go out there the first time, and you're just sitting there in your little flat-bottom canoe-like boat, and then you hit this stump, it's like it's a, a stump that came out of the sequoia forest. <laughs> it's so big, it about turns the boat over. Well, once you get over that, your heart starts beating normally again. You get over to the cypress trees. And sometimes in those cypress trees, you'll discover that in the limbs and in the little knobs that are sticking up, sometimes... There's a snake. Well, there's nothing in this world that I hate more than a snake. This one, that one, or that one right there. I don't like any snakes, particularly when I'm in a boat and there's one wiggling towards me. I don't like it. But there have been a lot of times that I've tried to tussle up to a tree there and kind of tie up, and I'd look down there, and there'd be one be. I thought, oh, my gosh, I am going to pee myself right here on this boat. Well, if it wasn't that, it was like, you know, Real Foot Lake is, in the summer, it's very big on fishing. But in the winter, it's big on waterfowl, ducks, and anything that flies and goes over water. So they have all kinds of uh, duck blinds out there. Well, one time in May, we were out there uh, fishing, and it came an absolute downpour. I mean, not just rain. Biblical rain was coming down. My dad says, well, what we'll do is we'll just drive into one of these duck blinds. So, of course, I was in the front of the boat. He drove in. I was in there head first. And he said, now, be on the lookout. You, could, you know, it's warm now. There could be a snake jump out of there. I said, I'm going to tell you something. If there's a snake fl flies out of that thing, out of that duck blind and flops on this boat, you're going to see this fat boy walk on water. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get out there. Thinking there could be a snake. But I'll have to tell you, I thought for a long time, I thought, well, you know, one of these times I ought to bring my daughters down here or, or maybe you ought to bring your wife. But then I thought, when we were out there having lunch, a good old blown sandwich, and we were fishing with roaches, and, you know, sometimes a roach would go right across your blown sandwich. <laughs> I thought, you know, if I was in a restaurant, and a roach crawled across my sandwich. 
I think I'd call the waitress. But here, there's roaches, there's crickets, there's earthworms, there's dead snakes, there's everything in the world <laughs> coming up by the boat map. You just go on. That's part of fishing. I got to tell you what, it was a great, great time. I mean, I don't resent or regret one part of that growing up with fishing. Now, I bet you have a fishing story because everybody that's ever been fishing, they don't just talk about the fish. They talk about the stories that you got because you, you've always got some kind of stories that go with fishing. Well, it's that time. It's that end of the line when we're about at the end of the line with between the lines. I hope that you smiled a little. Hope you thought about the fishing trips that you went on. And I hope you'll be with us next time between the lines. So long now.